The Counter, an NFL podcast from USA Today Sports. What's up, everybody? We brought a special guest uh, in for our Super Bowl episode, and uh, perhaps maybe the last episode of The Counter. We're, we're not really sure. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that, but we brought Steven Ruiz. Steven, what's up? I came to ruin the last episode. I, I knew you, as, as I knew you would. Charles, okay. how, Charles, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, like you said, uh, this is probably going to be the last episode of The Counter. Uh, I am taking my talents elsewhere. Uh, I'll say where that is in a couple of weeks. But yeah, my time at uh, For the Win That's is coming to an end. Interesting phrasing there, taking my talents <laughs> somewhere. Um, I feel like I've heard that before. Well, maybe, maybe something like that. But I think the funny thing is the last episode of The Counter, me, you, and Steven talking about the goddamn Bengals in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting end to this. <laughs> Am I allowed to cuss on this? Or does it not matter? What are, I mean, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, Steven, what happened to baby arm Burrow? He, I mean, he did he grow up or he still got a baby arm? He just figured still out how to use it? Yeah, he's still got the baby arm. It still shows up like two or three times a game. Like he threw the interception against the Chiefs. That was a baby arm moment, but he's overcome it. Yeah. I never said he he didn't have a chance to overcome it. Let me I know you didn't. I, I, like I had him number that. one in the in the class. Yeah, I but, just like yeah. to bend your words and make you look worse. That's so uh, no, no, it's 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 allowed. I'm not gonna like act like I didn't make those jokes. I was having fun making the jokes. I'll take the shit now that they, they look stupid in hindsight. You're a stand up man. That's that's what I like I about you. It. You're in, impressive. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're just going to go through five questions about the Super Bowl. Because, look, everyone else is talking about it. Like, I don't know how much we really have to add. Like, I don't know, there's so much coverage, man. Uh, but you guys will come up with some interesting things to say. So how would you, if you had to devise a, a game plan to stop Jamar Chase, what would you guys do? You have Jalen Ramsey on your team. You just lock him up. You just go one-on-one. Yes. Or what do you do? I think that's what I would do because the other cornerbacks in the Rams are kind of burnt toast. Uh, so, I, I mean, if I was Raheem Morris, I know that they haven't really mirrored – I don't think they've mirrored all that much uh, with Ramsey this season. But, you know, just for this game, maybe even just to show the Bengals something different than they've what they've seen on tape, you just stick uh, Ramsey on chase all day. And I, I kind of like that matchup because I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to block – uh, Aaron Donald and Von Miller at all. Like, it's not just that it's it, like f- with, with that matchup, it's almost like the right. two most extreme ends of the spectrum that you can get. Like maybe the best defensive tackle ever versus probably the worst starting right <laughs> in the NFL and Hakeem Adenogy. And that's not to slander his name. They could end up starting Jackson Carmen, right? Like, I mean, I mean they, they put them in there. Just right. But let's, let's call it Spade a Spade. But I, th- I think, you know, if you have – Ramsey locked on the chase and Joe Burrow is someone who's shown he's not afraid to just throw chase a million passes a game. Right. Uh, and you're also getting pressure with the defensive line against that horrible offensive line. I think that gets you into some nice turnover abilities with your best coverage player uh, on Jamar chase, you know, not guaranteed, but there's a chance up there. I, th- I'm going to say something. I, I think when it comes to like X's and O's compared to coaches, me and Chuck are both idiots, like compared yes. to NFL coaches. But if you don't, put Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase all game and just ask him to lock him down. Like, I feel like you're the idiot. 
I know it's like the simplest <laughs> explanation, but it, it's simple for sometimes, a reason. Yeah. He's the best corner in the league. Right. And I feel like he's like built to stop Jamar Chase. Like he's not Chase isn't gonna bully him. Chase right. isn't gonna be able to burn him down the field. He's not gonna be able to do any of that, any of that. I say lock him down and then push the zone coverage to the other side of the field so you can you can cover T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Because you're not gonna be able to cover T. Higgins if if you are doubling Chase or, or if you are keeping a safety over the top and you ask Darius Williams to cover him. He's, right. he's too small. I don't think it's going to work. So yeah. I think they almost have to do it. T. Higgins is really good. What did uh, – you probably watched the Broncos film, right, the the Bengals-Broncos game when mm-hmm. when he struggled, Jamar Chase. What did they do? Was it just certain or how did they make that happen? I think it was partly certain, but it was the fact that they just played man coverage and they didn't let uh, they didn't let Chase get those underneath passes. And they were able to – cover him down the field. I think that's the key. Is if you can tackle him when he catches the short passes and you don't give him give up the deep ball, then you got him. And I think they can do that if you just put Ramsey on him. That's, yeah. the, that's the key. Yeah, have good players. That's what the Broncos have. That's <laughs> the We're revealing it. It's the last show. The, the key to football is to have good players, guys. Like That's, yeah, that's I mean, actually the, it. The Bengals aren't here because Zach Taylor. Like They're here because they got some good players. Uh, People forget that the first analytics were Madden ratings. Yeah, that's very true. And you know, I, I think it's just amazing that the Bengals have even gotten here because I feel like Zach Taylor has been awful in like every <laughs> yes, single yes. playoff game so far in this postseason. Uh, like it, it's one of the few times I can think of a team getting to the Super Bowl like kind of in spite of their coach. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Usually, like the teams that do that like fall short of it. I'm trying to think of like some examples. Yeah, like <laughs> the Vikings when they had Favre, like they were a really good team, but everyone was like. Brad Childress isn't a good coach. That was the last I could remember. But, uh, yeah, he's bad. Everything that's, like, his uh, part of the offense, like the under center, the running stuff, the play action, they're terrible at it. They're not good at it. Like, they're the only team in the league that's, like, terrible at play action. And he's supposed to be a McVay-Shanahan guy, and he can't even do that. So, yeah, yeah, he's really getting carried. I thought was there was a chart going around about like yes. scripted plays versus unscripted plays. And like, yeah. they're really bad at scripted plays. Like, <laughs> but then they're like the best in the league once yeah. they get out, out of that script. Yeah. So <laughs> the funniest thing about that is that like, that's the thing that he probably spends the most time on during the week. He's like, he like works on it really hard all week trying to get his first 15. And then on Sunday it just doesn't work and they have to throw it away. And then he starts the process over again the next week with the same results. Oh man. Uh Okay, what would you do if you are trying to stop Aaron Donald? Like, like there is no stopping Aaron Donald, right? Um, and not show up to work. You have, you have terrible play. Like, you have terrible line. Call Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, what are the action, action movie stars that we got? The only way that you're going to... I like that your head went to Keanu Reeves for action. I, I couldn't remember what his name was in the movie. John, John Wick. Wick. John Wick. Yes, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> look, if you, if you can get him incapacitated before the game, it's probably <laughs> the best chance uh, to stop him because, dude, there is no blocking plan that I think they can come up with that is going to slow down Aaron Donald. Like, it's just too big of a mismatch uh, in yeah. terms of the like, – like I said before, you basically have – probably the best defensive tackle ever who's still in this prime going against maybe the worst starting right guard in the league. And if they go and decide to start Jackson Carmen, well, he hasn't been able to start over a Denji all season. So I have no reason to believe right now that he's better than a dead So um, it's a, it's a really bad spot for the Bengals. I guess, you know, it, it's kind of not how they play, but I think you just need to run like a hell of a lot of 
uh, six man protection and, and just throw as many bodies as you can. But then at the same time, like you're going to get Von Miller and one on one matchups on the edge against whatever I, Isaiah Prince is. Uh, and that's not going to be good either. So I would say the best plan that the Bengals have is to just, I don't know, get a hitman. There's a lot in L.A. I'm sure you can find some <laughs> uh, and take Aaron Donald out before the game starts, because if they don't, they aren't blocking him. I feel like like Adenajay plays the game like he's a second behind. Like he's like on one of those illegal stream sites and he's a second behind <laughs> watching on cable. <laughs> like that's how he plays. And here's the here's the worst part. The Rams get to decide where they put Aaron Donald. Right. And if I'm Raheem Morris, like this is another thing where it's like common sense. I would just put him over at Denage or that right side of that line every time. They've been responsible for 70% of the pressure that Joe Burrow has been under in the playoffs. 70%. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, there's no way they're going to block them. And that, now that you said that, the illegal streaming side thing, the game's on NBC, right? You know how when the game starts and the, all the players are doing the introduction and they say, like, where they're, what college they went to, it should be like, Hakeem Adenogy, crackstreams.com. <laughs> uh, has, is there any way that they can adjust the offense? It feels to me like maybe they already did this, that they're having Burrow throw more quickly. I mean, he has no time to throw, so it's hard to tell, but that they've also designed it so he's throwing shorter passes, like particularly the last two playoff games. I mean, I think that makes the most sense on paper, but like their offense has kind of been powered by explosive right. plays. So you're right. kind of giving up what you do best by doing that. I'm with Chuck. I think you just got to like hope you can block it up, keep a guy in, keep a, a running back, a tight end in. And I would just throw it up to Chase and T. Higgins on the sideline, whoever has Darius Williams on him. And like that would be my strategy. <laughs> I love it. This is uh, we're just we're just simplifying football so much this episode. Sometimes football is very simple, and it's true. In my opinion, putting your best players on their worst players is the best strategy. Yep, <laughs> it works in Madden pretty well. So why not in real life? All right, tell me uh, a player that is not getting talked about that you think will have a big impact in this game. Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm. I mean, does T. Higgins count? Mike Hilton, maybe. T. Higgins that's a pretty, is pretty big good. matchup. Uh, yeah, I think Mike Hilton is a, that's a big deal because of how the Rams are using cup. They use them in the slot. It's not like your typical number one receiver. I'm like, it's not like a Mike Evans where that guy, you know, that guy's going to be on the sideline or on the perimeter every snap. But so your, your slot corner probably matters more when you're playing the Rams than your outside corners do. So I I would agree. I think Mike Hilton is going to play a big role. Yeah. I think I saw somewhere uh, that Mike Hilton has only allowed like three catches this postseason and I, we know Cooper Cup has had a lot more than three catches this postseason. So uh, that, that to me is kind of like the matchup that people maybe aren't talking about as much that might end up deciding the game. Now, I, I'm not sure that I believe Mike Kilden can strap up Cooper Cup, but uh, I, I do think that maybe he can slow him down just a little bit enough to slow down the Rams offense uh, and hopefully give, give the Bengals a chance to keep this a competitive game. Because I when I look at these teams – uh, I think the Rams are a lot better than the Bengals, but I thought the Chiefs were a lot better than the Bengals, and <laughs> they're still here, so who knows. I thought, like, the Vikings were a lot better than the Bengals, to be honest with you. But I, I'll give you another one. I'll say B.J. Hill. Actually, two. B.J. Hill and D.J. Reader. I think the defensive tackles are going to be a big deal. If the Rams are going to be able to run the ball, I don't think the game's going to be close, so they need to stop that, and I think those two are going to be the key to stopping that, keeping those linebackers clean. So they can tackle the the running backs. That if if the Rams can run the ball, I think it's going to be a blowout. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
so team building approach here, this is like two diametric ends of the, the spectrum, right? Like the Rams traded all their draft picks for good players and the Bengals picked, you know, fairly high in the, the draft and got extremely lucky, right? Like, I mean, even, even when you pick that high, it, getting Burrow to play the way he has played and getting Jamar Chase, uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Which, which of these do you think is a more sustainable team building method? Huh. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like they're both kind of sustainable, but that's partly because who the Rams have gotten. Like, right. I don't imagine that they'll be bad anytime soon, as long as you have like Stafford, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey uh, as your core. So, I think you know it's kind of going back to the theme that we said at the start. Just get good players, man. Just yeah. figure it out. Get good players. Get good players at positions of value because you know I think one thing that's different that the Rams have done that the Seahawks didn't do is when you're sending two first round picks, you got to get back like a position <laughs> of value, you know, right. not a safety, like a cornerback or a, a quarterback. safety. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically a linebacker, you know, <laughs> another linebacker. I know our friend Griff is going to be triggered at that, but he stinks, bro. Sorry. <laughs> created two first round picks for, for like late career Brian Urlacher. You have to, you have to deal with that. But uh, I, I don't know. I think they're both kind of stable because I think what the Rams have done is a good job of identifying the players that they want to go get. But it's probably <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I sound really unhealthy today. Uh, it's probably easier to uh, to do it the way the Bengals have and just have like one super bad year, try to get that quarterback prospect, and then build from there. See, my thing, I think I would rather do the Rams one because you're, you're, tra- you're trading for known commodities too. Like, what if Burrow was a bust? Like, you know, you knew Jalen Ramsey was going to be good. You knew yeah. Matthew Stafford was going to, you knew what Matthew Stafford was going to be. Like, you knew he's going to be better than Jared Goff. At least most people knew. Not everybody knew. There was a lot of people on Twitter that were very loud about <laughs> them not knowing whether he's better than Goff. And they're quiet now. But, uh, yeah, I, I would do the Rams one because I, I like just trade for good players. I would trade two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey because I know he's going to yeah. be good. I didn't like the trade at the time because of where the Rams were. Like they were like a seven and nine team with a, a decent defense and a bad offense because Jared Goff was bad. But it worked out because they ended up getting to trade for Stafford. So yeah, trading for yeah. trading for talent always works out. In the we game. also always we also out. thought that we thought the salary cap was real back then, and then you know it has now become a thing where teams can just push all the money forward to future years. Yeah. So we were worried about like, oh, you have to re-sign Ramsey now, and what's that going to do? And they just kicked it all down the road. You yeah, just keep I, kicking it. You just right. keep, like Drew Brees' cap hit is going to outlive him probably. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be on the books. He's going to be literal dead money. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just about to say like, it's never a bad strategy I think to build a defense around Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Like no matter how you have to get that on your roster. Luckily, you already had. Uh, Right. Aaron Donald. And I think one thing that makes the Jalen Ramsey trade extra, you know, I don't know, pertinent is that he was actually worth the contract extension that it's going to take once you get him on your team. Because you can't just you can't just trade two first, two first round picks for a guy and have him walk into free agency. Uh, so I think that for the Rams, I, I like finding guys that are worth those second deals is a pretty impressive part of the town that they've been able to acquire. All right, which one of these teams do you think makes more Super Bowls in like the next five years? Like the the window that's open right now, which team will be better? Um, I would pick. I would. I would say the Rams, just because I think they're of these two. I think they're the more legitimate Super Bowl team this year. 
And maybe that's not the right way to think about it because they are all in or whatever. I don't know how long this, they're going to be able to keep this up, this juggling act of the salary cap. And the, and the Bengals do have a young quarterback that's very good on a rookie contract and this young offense. So maybe the pick is the Bengals, but I think this Rams team, at least for me, is more legitimate. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Uh, to me, like, but if, if this Bengals team is here without an offensive line, uh, mm. to me that that's kind of intriguing about what where they can possibly be in the future. But uh, at the same time, I just kind of need to see them build it because they've tried and they've failed uh, at, at piecing this thing together. Uh, so I, I think for for me, I think I might take the Rams just because I also don't think Stafford is like anywhere close to. Uh, you know, being done in his career. And obviously, whenever his contract's up, they're going to sign him to an extension based on how uh, this year is went. And also, like, if you're if you're telling me that this offense is the floor with Matthew Stafford, because, you know, we saw Jared Goff have seasons like this after he had been acclimated within the system for a couple of years. If this is what the starts can be with Matthew Stafford, I think that you can probably get even uh, a little bit higher than this in terms of, you know, maybe not efficiency from Cooper Cup, but from the entire passing game. How sustainable is what's going on in Cincinnati? I mean, this team, you've already said that the coach is not great. Uh, the offensive line we know needs to be fixed. Maybe they can fix it. The defense was actually just okay during the season. Like, during the year, it was, what, like 18-19 DVOA? It's not a great defense. Uh, like, is this sustain- Is this team going to continue to be there? That's It's tough to say. Like, fixing the offensive line is hard when you only have six scouts, <laughs> they have like one more scout than they have offensive line, starting offensive linemen. But no, they like you notice like teams that have offensive line problems seem to perpetually have offensive line problems. The right. Seahawks have had offensive line problems for a decade. So I don't know if it's going to be an easy fix. And I think we're going to see some statistical regression from Jamar Chase in this passing game next year. I think he'll be a better player than he was, obviously, in year two. But they relied on a lot of throws that are hard to replicate. And maybe Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are, like, different than anything we've ever seen, and they're going to be able to continue to hit on these deep perimeter throws. But if that doesn't happen next year and the margin for error for Zach Taylor isn't as big as it was this year, I think we could see them have – not a worse year, but be in a similar spot where they're like kind of just getting into the playoffs, going ten and seven rather than twelve and five. Yeah, man, I can't. I just can't believe they're here. Like, <laughs> right? It's unbelievable. Makes no sense. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. You watch them play, and, and I don't care. Like, I still feel like they're a considerably worse team than uh, the Chiefs. Right. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes just turned into like a lemon in that second half. Right. Kind of inexplicable. So, hey. Bengals fans, you're here. You have won. You can dunk on us. I probably won't read any of it, but <laughs> go ahead. You, got, you guys were super young when this happened, but Matthew Stafford, you know, a number one pick, just like uh, Joe Burrow, in his, he got injured. His he, he dealt with like a shoulder injury his first year, got injured, yeah. missed most of his second year. And then the third year, you know, him and Calvin Johnson. So similar situation, right? Pairing a quarterback. Johnson was picked before Stafford, but pairing those two and like trying to bring back this shit uh organization like the the lions still have not won a playoff game since what 91 or something yeah something crazy. Uh, they went 10 and 6 made the wild card and 
they lost to like they lost to Drew Brees actually. I think. Yeah, I remember that. They lost <laughs> yeah, Drew Brees threw for like 450 yards, uh, and like you probably like you know obviously they did not make the Super Bowl. Like I'm not taking anything away from what Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have done. Like this run has been great. It's been magical. It's been good TV. They're good players, but like. Like you could see like some minor things going differently in that team making a run. And then they just turned back into the lions. Like it just, it never got back together. And that's, I think that's sort of the worry with the Bengals is just how, you know, can it be sustained going forward? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess we'll the one, see. The one thing I will say is I feel like the front, this front office, and it's been the same front office basically for like the last, what, decade and a half, has consistently found talent despite their lack of resources. Like when Andy Dalton was the quarterback, that team was loaded. That was like one of the deepest rosters in the NFL. And they have a lot of good players on the team right now. It's not like – it's not yeah, an it's overly not talented right. roster. Right. But there's but you a could lot of never say about the Lions. The Lions. Right. And that was something you could never say about the Lions. Right. And my worry, my big worry is still Zach Taylor. I Like – I'm less worried about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase regressing than I am. But Zach how can Taylor. you get rid of Zach Taylor? Like, right? Like he, right? I mean, I guess in two years. Uh, I, I mean, I honestly would. I would argue that next year being a down year and not meeting expectations, and it, if right. it led to Zach exactly. Taylor getting canned, then I think that would be a step forward for the Bengals in the long run. Yeah. All right. We only got a few more minutes. Uh, final predictions. How's this game going to play out? What's the final score? Oh, uh, I'm going to go Rams. 30, Bengals 24. Ooh, uh, I'm going to keep pissing off Bengals fans. I'm going to go Rams <laughs> 27, Bengals 17. I think I went tw- I think I went Rams 28, 24 in some prediction I had to do somewhere. So, I'm just so the Bengals are fucking definitely winning. <laughs> yeah, we're, but we're not going to be here to uh, Magic Johnson, right? We're not going to be here to, to, to face the music. So doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's been great doing this podcast with you guys. I, uh, it's been so fun. You know, I'm excited that someday I'll be able to tell my kids, like I, you know, they'll see Charles on TV or something and Steven being famous. I'll be like, I knew those guys once upon a time. I will still know you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I'm going anywhere. See. (laughs) So keep my little group text going. (laughs) Keep the group text going. Uh, all right. We'll find these guys on Twitter. Charles is at Forverts. Steven is at the Steven Ruiz. He also writes for The Ringer, a site you may have heard of. You can read some of his stuff over there. And Charles, you'll just have to wait to find out where he's going uh, if you want to follow his work. And uh, me, I'll be at Chris Corman uh, on Twitter. Find me there. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Take care. Bye. The Counter, an NFL podcast from USA Today Sports. 